Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus, we thank you for being with us here tonight, really, truly, substantially present. We are looking for a Savior, one that we can see and know and touch, who dwells in the midst of us, and that is you, Jesus. Our humble Savior who stay with us here in this humble form of bread so that we could approach you, so that we could even consume you as our spiritual food, so that we could be united with you in holy communion. Jesus, we believe that there are all kinds of graces flowing from your true presence here tonight. We just pray that we can be open to receiving all that you want to give us here, all the light, all the truth, all the mercy. We also have with us here first-class relics of many saints, including St. Ignatius of Loyola, St. Therese, other Jesuit saints, St. Margaret Mary. So we ask you, holy men and women, to pray for us in a special way here tonight as we continue with our retreat during this time of adoration. We pray for a new encounter with the risen Lord Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, come. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us here tonight. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Mother Mary, we ask you to be here with us just as you were with the apostles and the other disciples at Pentecost when the Spirit fell. Pray that the Spirit will fall afresh on us here tonight, Mother Mary, as we pray together. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So I was looking for the gospel of the woman with the hemorrhage. So it's, Mark, we'll read Mark's version, chapter 5. Verse 21 and following. Mark five, twenty-one. When Jesus had crossed again in the boat to the other side... A great crowd gathered about him, and he was beside the sea. Then came one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And seeing him, he fell at his feet and begged him, saying, My little daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her so that she may be made well and live. And he went with him. We could just pause right there. Some of us have been talking about how we can have this greater confidence in God and how we can pray 
from a, a more familiar place, from a more spontaneous place, a more vulnerable place. And here we have this great example. Jairus, who was obviously very concerned about his daughter. So he was in touch with his own desperation and the desperation of his daughter, whom he loved. And so sometimes it just helps to ask God to help us get in touch with our own needs, our own desperation, if you will, our own desire for healing and for peace. And we just bring that to him. Very simply, very honestly. And Jesus responds immediately. Now, I know we don't always get the response that we're looking for immediately from God. And I know that can be mysterious at times. It's mysterious for me, too. But I think when we don't get the immediate fruit that we're looking for, especially if it's a personal issue that we are aware of, that we would know has been healed based on our own behavior or thought pattern. Like, Lord, why don't you just take that away from me? Why don't you just take away my anxiety? Why don't you just take away my anger? Why don't you just take away fill in the blank? And I think if it doesn't happen right away, it's because... The Lord is, is wanting to teach us all kinds of things about himself and about ourselves in the process, in the process of healing. And I can attest to that as well. I can attest to that in my own journey. And as you've heard me say before, one of the greatest things that he teaches us is greater compassion towards ourselves. Greater compassion towards ourselves. Because I think we would all admit that we're all pretty hard on ourselves in a way that isn't always so helpful, right? And then what happens? We tend to be hard on the people that we live with and the kids that we raise and so on. And that's not always so helpful either. And so as we go through this healing journey, I think we learn to be a lot more patient and compassionate with ourselves so that down the road we can be of genuine help to others and to help, you know, to be patient with them and, and compassionate with them. And a great crowd followed him and thronged about him. And there was a woman who had had a flow of blood for 12 years and who had suffered much under many physicians and had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. Okay, so here's a woman who for 12 years was struggling. She had heard the reports about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said to herself, if I touch even his garments, I shall be made well. And immediately the hemorrhage ceased. And she felt and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. And Jesus perceiving in himself that power 
had gone forth from him, immediately turned about in the crowd and said, Who touched my garments? And his disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing around you, and yet you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see who had done it. But the woman, knowing what had been done to her, came in fear and trembling and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. So sometimes the Lord is just looking to have us grow in faith and grow in desire. So Jesus, as we've been saying, we believe, please increase our faith. Pour out a fresh outpouring of faith here tonight. Faith in your goodness, faith in your providence and your mercy, and your desire to hear from us, and your desire to have a friendship with us. While he was still speaking, there came from the ruler's house some who said, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? But ignoring what they said, Jesus said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not fear, only believe. Do not fear, only believe. And he allowed no one to follow him except Peter and James and John, the brother of James. When they came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, he saw tumult and people weeping and wailing loudly. And when he had entered, he said to them, Why do you make a tumult and weep? The child is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him. But he put them all outside and took the child's father and mother and those who were with him and went in where the child was. Taking her by the hand, he said to her, Talitha kumi, which means, little girl, I say to you, arise. And immediately the girl got up and walked, for she was 12 years old. The same amount of time, the same age, the same amount of time that the woman was suffering her hemorrhage. And immediately they were overcome with amazement, and he strictly charged them that no one should know this and told them to give her something to eat. Do not fear, only believe. So again, Jesus inviting us to trust him, that he's got us, that he knows what's going on. There's just a lot of moving parts sometimes that God is wanting to put into place. It's like a big puzzle. But I think sometimes we think of that puzzle as one-dimensional, like a, a typical jigsaw puzzle that we put together on a table. One-dimensional, right? But I think this puzzle is three-dimensional. There's lots of moving parts. And we don't always see that big picture. 
And sometimes we're not even supposed to see the big picture. But we're just supposed to trust that Jesus is the way maker. And when, even when we don't see it, he's working. Even when we don't feel it, he's working. Right? He never stops. He never stops working. Sometimes that's hard to believe. But he's working. He's working for you. He's not working against you. He's working for you. And he, he loves to work for you. He loves to work with you. He loves to work in you. So tonight, I decided to put the stole around the monstrance here so that you could approach him if you feel so inclined. But you can come up and, and touch his garment and pray to have this encounter with Jesus, an encounter in faith and in expectation. I know this is a long day. <laughs> this, is, this has been our first full day, and I know it's a long one. I know you're tired, and I know there's been a lot of emotions being stirred up. That's what happens when you're in silence for a while, right? These things come bubbling up. So just, you don't have to even figure them out here tonight. You don't have to make sense of it, but just offer to the Lord. Oh, Jesus, I surrender myself to you. Take care of everything. It's the surrender novena. Antiphon. Oh, Jesus, I surrender myself to you. Take care of everything. And you just want to keep repeating that as you come up to him tonight. I'm going to try to call a few of you for confession at least here tonight or a brief conversation.